Hello, everyone. This is Erika Briones, your host for Project Black. Why black? Because black is the color of my soul. And my theory is that black is the kinky chakra. We all have unseen chakras that we all have. You know, we have red for the root chakra. We have orange for the sacral chakra. We have the solar plexus, the color yellow. And my theory is that black is the color of the kinky chakra and today we're going to be talking about kink and spirituality on today's um episode we have eugenia alikova and this woman is amazing she basically teaches spiritual single women to magnetize their dream man and build the love lives of their desires she has been featured on multiple platforms in the uk she has spoken on um, multiple stages around sexuality. You can find her on Facebook. She has uh, the most amazing heart. She just graduated from this amazing academy about orgasms. The woman just consistently is uh, learning about sexuality. And I really, really believe that the the woman who's going to change the world is an educated, passionate woman, especially a sexually awakened woman. And so today, today I'm very, very happy for today's episode to present to you, Eugenia. Hello, Eugenia. Hi, what an introduction. <laughs> wow. Thank you. So for the first question is, what turns you on about kink? Right. Kink. And before, before we get into that, how would you define kink in your definition? Right. In my definition, kink is something playful. And most of the time, it is taboo. When people hear kink, there's like, oh, some, some freak out and some get interested. So mm-hmm. when I've heard kink, I got interested. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, what it means to me, it's the game, it's play, it's seduction, it's something out of ordinary, extraordinary kind of sexual expression of Mm -hmm. self of your desires is for asking for what you want and maybe something and receiving of course receiving what you want but Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. um sometimes people misunderstand that and mix it with something like dirty and seedy and of course it can be dirty and seedy it just depends on the level you're gonna take it and what's seedy i've never heard that word before seedy is something like you know like you would come in into the into the club and it would be like all like um dirty like not even dirty but um that something naughty is happening but like dirty naughty okay yeah and everyone has a whole definition of being dirty i mean like especially when we get into the bdsm scene i used to be a former dom And, you know, there's different types of kink. There is puppy play there. Some people have like fetishes of golden showers. Like the simplest kink is really like getting your hair pulled, right? Like Mm. biting nails, crawling up your skin, the Mm. the dirty talk, call me a dirty whore, right? Those are the kinky fetishes that people like, it's very normal. And some people say, oh, well, I'm vanilla. Like actually everyone has kinks. Technically we all have kinks. Like you might see someone who comes from a specific religion or maybe they have a specific outfit and we start to judge them and say, well, maybe they're vanilla. But actually, we all have different variations of kink. And it's really mm-hmm. about like, what kind of food do you like? What, what turns you on? 
Right, right. <laughs> what, what seasoning you like to, to yes. put your food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would love to hear more of your background because you, you help spiritual women. And mm-hmm. my intention for this episode is to talk about spirituality and how the, that bridges with kink, how that bridges with um, BDSM, right? Do you, do you believe that BDSM and kink kind of like go together? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And more than that, I believe that spirituality fit right in there. Mm-hmm. Because when you make it conscious kink, this is the most amazing thing that you can do because most of the time, like, um, right about my background and how I started, I got introduced to kink and, uh, BDSM scene when I was 21 Mm. and my ex-boyfriend invited me to come to this fetish club with him. So we got dressed like angels and, and we just went for it. And I always was interested in that because I have been a striptease dancer before. And like my sexuality have been always out there. So when I went with him to this fetish club, I've seen many things that got me really excited. Like people are spanking each other, but doing that in such a way that it's all consensual, that it's pleasant to one another. I sure seen some things that actually uh really widened my eyes like wow people really like this like some (laughs) but it's like individual choice of how far you want to go so i started to get more and more interested in that because it just really opened me up to explore my sexuality and what do i like and the only way to do that like when i have a sexual fantasy it's one thing but when it's the reality it's another thing and it can feel different it might look different and it might be completely different thing in the reality than in fantasy and the only way to try this out and see if it's for me it was to try it so i started really be interested in going more and more to these events i started mixing more with people who are in sexuality scene and bdsm scene and they really started teaching me a lot about consent about exploring and still up to this day when i like meet somebody they can really surprise me with what Mm -hmm what they do and what they like and like their preferences and sexuality is such a vast uh, way of life that it's like it's not possible to just learn everything there is always something somebody has got on you it's like Mm. people have got like food fetish or like oh right it's called squashing yeah 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 and I, i wanted to like come back like you you shared like the Fet, like what is it um bdsm club mm-hmm. you know you had angel wings like you you got me there i want us to just kind of like pause and mm-hmm. just like Im- like what happened what what were you thinking when you were walking through this club was it dark um like if this is my first club i would have so many doubts like like what should i be wearing um like should i bring is is there going to be sex is am i going to watch people have sex um, what kind of things go in your head when you're like about to go to this fetish club? Right. <laughs> Great question. Because uh, 
I actually got really excited when my boyfriend at the time, he told me, it's like, hey, there's this place and basically people dress up in a fancy dress and they can have sex anywhere they want. And like, you can see all kinds of things like they're gay, they're straight, they're bisexual, they're transsexual. They're like all kinds of people and they all express their sexuality in a very free way. And I was like, Really? Because when I grew up, uh, I, I come from the small town in Latvia and I always was wearing short skirts, you know, I was oh. like expressing myself and I've been slut shamed. Like throughout my like high school, I've really been shamed for my sexuality. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this is why I went to, into striptease because there is a freedom of expressing your sexuality. So then he tells me about this amazing place where people even can have sex in front of each other. I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is like a different world. It's like everything goes against the beliefs where I, that I've been growing up with that a woman must be certain way and woman mustn't express her sexuality she must be like with one guy and that's it you know it's like marriage like sex after marriage or you like dirty and things like that and mm-hmm. it never made sense to me it's like mm-hmm. why there is sex is such a incredible thing and there is a magic in sexuality there is magic in sex and when somebody tells you not to do something of course you just want to do more of it so so i didn't wear much i actually thought he came up actually with the outfits that we both go as angels and it was like Mm -hmm. pretty pretty easy so dressing up part is already natural to me because i was a dancer Mm -hmm. so i walked into this place and it felt like oh i just could feel the tingles over my body everywhere Mm -hmm. like what to expect what if um, what if people are coming up to me and I don't want to do something or it's like do I have to have sex do I not you know and it's like all these questions are popping up uh, so we walked in and he said to me right away it's like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do hmm. but you can uh, how free- that's so hot when a guy respects your boundaries like you must have felt really safe when he said that yeah absolutely absolutely but you see um like i'm kind of person i'm like oh yeah there is that candy i want it i'm gonna get it so for me it was even exciting the idea that i can have sex when there are other people in the room because it Mm -hmm. never has happened to me before i was like wow this is incredible you know so let's see what happens so i think that my intention was to have an incredible time and just see what's 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 out there because mm-hmm. i just used to have sex like maybe in a bedroom or eh, sometimes adventurous like outdoors and things like that but never with the twist of like fancy dress in the atmosphere in a closed environment where i'm free to explore mm-hmm. absolutely but- yeah. And this is this is part of like the self growth uh, aspect. You know, sometimes people think I have to read these books and I have to go work out and I have to eat healthy. Mm. But part of our growth as adults, as evolving creatures, is like understanding your sexual sexuality, embracing the weird, embracing you know the LGBTQ 
LGBTQ community. I mean, there's so much division and we're already having so much um, like open marriage and we're accepting polyamorous and other mm. countries like India just finally legalized LGBTQ, Australia legalized LGBTQ. Mm. And there's tons of, there's tons of countries that are starting to like, you know, embrace coming out. And it's not just coming out. It's like, even with the whole movie, 50 Shades of Grey, it's starting to like opening, opening up that rabbit hole and say, Hey, like, this is kind of interesting. And the woman who actually wrote it was, um, I believe she had like a Christian background. And, mm. and something that you got me is, um, you kept talking about being slut shamed, which is interesting. One of my favorite books is slut ever. And she, she basically has this whole talk about, um, like, what does the word slut really mean? This is something that the patriarchy really created. And she is re changing that word to reclaim it for our own. Like back in the 90s, like we started calling each other a bitch. And now it's like, hey, like, you know, it's, it's, and again, it all comes down to tone. But the thing is, I've, I remember that I spoke with a Russian woman like mm -hmm. years ago. And she says, if I have an orgasm, I'm a slut. And this was in a, and this was in our call, and I don't actually know your background. I was going to ask you, what is your background, Eugenia? Yeah, yeah well, actually, I'm, I'm Russian, born in Latvia. I was born in Soviet Union times, and yeah. um, Soviet Union collapsed when I was five years old. So my parents are very kind of narrow-minded people. Like the sex education in in Latvia has been non-existent. I don't know about now, but I'm pretty sure that it's still the same. So, in fact, my parents told me that I was found in a cabbage, which is... <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one, a cabbage. I, I think I heard um, the stork brought you. You know, like yeah. that that stork that brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically, the stork brought me and put me in a cabbage, and my parents went to the field and they found me there. <laughs> that oh <my> was. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. Um. How about here in the truth? You know, um, I feel like a lot of a lot of um the youth would benefit so much from sexual education, and I know that sexual education is experienced differently in different countries like in the u.s is typical let me um it's usually about abstinence like don't have sex use protection and the whole banana putting a condom over banana to right. demonstrate protection mm -hmm. and the thing is like the more that you're like saying oh well, well don't do this and save yourself from marriage it kind of like brings that that edge like hey i told i'm told like don't have that candy but i kind of want to hear about the candy yeah. I want to taste the candy. What What was your experience of the sexual education? I actually heard that in Finland, um, they actually teach sex ed, like, you know, they have like a whole book and they, they talk about penis, vagina, and they talk about body parts. They say, um, they teach about consent and boundaries. Like, this is your body. No one touches your body. Um, mm. That I really like. So what, was there anything that you personally learned from sex ed growing up or um. was it? Well, the most what I've learned, it has been, it has been um, maybe about the body parts. That was the main thing that I have learned. And uh, my parents, actually, when I grew up a little older, like, let's say, eight, nine years old, they got me a book. It's like where the kids coming from. So there was like a better explanation of like how 
how actually kids are made and it's like that people have to have sex to have kids and how the baby is growing in the in the womb and all of that but it was like already when I kind of knew that I came from the cabbage what you mean is like now you're saying to me that I come from your belly but there was not not like setting boundaries and and things like that they just don't teach in schools at all not when I was growing up and not even now that I know now I live in England in London mm-hmm. I I never ever heard that they teach boundaries in schools in London and this is actually one of my missions in life I want to go into schools and like introduce the sexual education because mm-hmm. I just imagine when kids don't know what they're doing they don't know how to say no how to say yes they just like create lots of mess and especially like uh, curious boys and girls they can they can harm each other in a way that they don't even realize but that can yeah. create the trauma that leave like, lives forever with them mm-hmm. like for example even giving a little child a hug it's like somebody said give a hug to that woman there and he just he or she is very shy and don't want to do that and if he's forced by an adult to give a hug it traumatizes traumatizes him because somebody gets in his space and just really like takes an advantage of his space where he feels that he can't say no to that so it's like it's great to have an options for kids to know it's like it's okay to say no it's okay to look after myself and actually from working with people from all over the world, I'm realizing even the growing up people like in their 40s and 50s, they have no idea about boundaries. Uh, and boundaries, something that I myself have learned from BDSMC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, and, but boundaries, they're not only in BDSM scene. Like when you get in a new relationship with somebody, you must set boundaries because it's like if you have one idea of relationship and somebody else and your partner has got another idea of relationship you're just going to keep on hurting each other if it's not the same mm-hmm. absolutely and it comes down to attachment style right yeah. some people especially if you're avoidant so i have an avoidant person like attachment style from the past um and having that awareness i learned that if i'm with another avoidant personality type I'm going to be very clingy and I don't even have, um, so when I, when I meet someone who's avoidant, I actually don't have boundaries. I'm actually very messy. So, um, I'm learning a lot about respecting myself right now and actually being okay with, with uh, deal breakers. I feel that every person should have deal breakers. Like Mm. what do you, what is like an absolute no? Like even if they look like Channing Tatum or they look like, Mm. um, a Greek God, you're like, ah, I'm going to have to say no. But you know what? That's the beauty in learning about that. Like I've had so many gorgeous men that I ended up learning that they were narcissists or they were, Mm. you know, avoidant. And I was like, and I, I actually saved myself a lot of time. Right. Right. And it, and it comes down to, are you willing to do this? Are you willing to actually change? And by change is like choosing to like walk away from the candy yeah and and boundaries is is more than just like um using a safe word in bdsm so in bdsm we use like a safe word maybe red light mercy Uh like 
for me, it's tacos. It could be different for everyone. But like, hey, having the words and lexicon to say, I am not feeling safe here. Please respect that I'm not, I actually am choosing to walk away. And then the person hearing that, hey, this is what you don't want. Okay, thank you so much for respecting your emotional safety. And I'm like willing for you to walk away. Right. And this is, this is not just in love relationships. This is also with friendships. This is also with coworkers. This is also like, we need to apply this, like even the model of BDSM out in the world. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think world would be so much safer place when you apply boundaries. Because like, let's say uh, work, how you people very often stay behind and work themselves to death when when at work and it's like and feeling constantly unappreciated or like undervalued and this is only the reason why they didn't set the boundaries so if you at work and you're spending lots of time it's okay to say no people like your uh, manager or whoever you are reporting to is probably going to respect you more if you're going to be more productive if you take care of yourself and not killing yourself every single day. And it's mm-hmm. like, because when the absence of boundaries keeps us very violated inside, mm-hmm. and, when we are viola- and when we are violated, our self-worth goes down. Mm-hmm. And this is like, this is as in BDSM, this is as in a, in a real world where people uh, interacting with each other day to day at work in the family is very often is very common that the families are taking advantage of our boundaries. It's like really getting involved in into the business where it's not their business at all. Like and and this is very painful. So boundaries definitely for me BDSM introduced me to that. It's like oh what you mean I can look after myself. I can mm-hmm. say no when I feel like that it's not that it's not like feels good to me. Oh, this mm-hmm. is great because it's like before I just felt that I just I'm obliged to do things. Mm-hmm. Like for example, as a woman, uh you know, I am obliged to have sex when my husband wants to have sex. As a woman, I'm obliged to please him. And it's like, and this is the condition that I grew up with. And don't get me wrong, I love pleasing a man, but I love to be pleased in the process. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And also, you can always change your mind just because you say no a hundred times. Be- Once someone starts respecting your no a hundred times, they may be even, you may even change your, your mind and say, you know what? Actually, thank you for respecting my boundaries. I'm actually willing to like give it a yes a try you know absolutely i've i actually know from experience i have got a lot of exes back because mm-hmm. i said thank you for respecting your boundaries i'm going to walk away each time i walked away from the relationship they were like oh my god she respects me yeah i yeah. i kind of want her back and i'm like well i'm not i'm not here to chase you i'm just respecting myself i'm mm-hmm. giving myself the the space and the appreciation to find time for myself and when mm-hmm. i did that Guys were like, I don't know what you're doing, but I like that. (laughs) And this was after being rejected multiple times. And you know what? The lesson was embracing rejection. You know, part of of embracing boundaries is like, hey, you're going to get 
hurt. You're going to experience pain. But when you start to respect your boundaries, each time it's going to get easier. Each time is going to feel um, magical. So that's what BDSM does for us. You know, when you go into a dungeon and you're, you're being restrained by all the ropes, you have practice to say, I don't like this. I don't, this is too much pressure. Mm. Um, I like, I like this subtle pressure here, green light here. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I want you to slow down. If you can apply that into your actual everyday life, things are just going to be magical and I'm you're going to learn a lot faster. And there's a study that says that um, people that have BDSM experience are emotionally intelligent. Like their, their level of empathy is a lot higher. Because yeah. when you're seeing that person in pain, when mm-hmm. you're seeing that that flog kind of like hitting their ass, you're like, oh my God, like they're like really taking it. You have to have the self-awareness to be like, you know, I feel like they're actually, you know, let, let me check in with them and just double check to see if they're actually a yes to this. And sometimes you check in. Um, so I'm like imagining, because I used to be a dominatrix, yeah. I'm imagining yeah. that, you know, the client is like, like laid down, you know, kneel down and I have like this flog. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm with me and I can see that their butt cheeks are getting like really red. And I'm thinking, I think they're like actually a note to this because I think they said earlier that they don't want marks. So I'm going to check in and say, Hey, like I'm, I'm noticing that your ass is getting really red. Is this okay? And like, Oh yeah, keep going. But that's mm-hmm. why they, it's their responsibility to say red means stop. Yellow means slow down and yeah. green means like, Oh, keep going. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if they, but if, yeah, that's why it's so important to have that conversation. Absolutely. And you know, this actually what gives um, the perception of responsibility for your own well-being. Because if you don't gonna if you don't gonna take responsibility for your well-being and looking after yourself and respect yourself and stop when when it's needed and keep going when it's needed, then you know it's like there there like not always can be somebody who can check in with you. Because everyone is just so busy living their life. It's like in a BDSM scene, it's like it's you have to check in with each other. You must, because otherwise somebody can get hurt. But in real life, people get hurt all the time. And it's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's most of the time because people just don't take time to look after themselves because we are so conditioned that, oh, you must be like giving out, giving out, giving out. And it's like, how often have you heard people say actually, oh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Oh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. But the more you say Mm -hmm. that, the more you say that, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. The, The more empty you become inside, the more your, your soul is being chipped away. Mm-hmm. It's like the more, the more, the lower self-worth you have done. And it's like when actually all of your being is crying for help, it's like, hey, actually, I really would love you to take care of me right now. But, but you know, in our society, it's perceived as weakness. When actually, again, in BDSM, after, after the scene, after the play, the big part of it is taking care of each other to nourish and heal each other. It's like to take care, to, 
to nurture, you know, those wounds, you know, those, those red cheeks, you know, and really <laughs> give attention to that, right? It's like, hey, you've done amazing. It's like, we've been on a journey together. Let me, let me nourish you now. Let me nurture you now. And this is a beautiful part of, like, it's very intimate connection there. Mm-hmm. So if we would bring that aspect of nurturing each other into the world where like, for example, let's say uh, we only uh, give attention to something when it's already broken. Like if if my friend breaks up with her boyfriend, then it's like she comes, it's like, oh, I feel really shitty. Come and help me, please, you know? So this is, it's already broken. But when she was in trouble, let's say, it's like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm in a very difficult place with, with my boyfriend. Can we talk? But for some reason, most of the people, they feel very resentful of like, opening up and it's like reaching out for help hey please help me let's have a conversation let's talk maybe maybe you don't even need to be there but have this conversation feel connected to one another this can tremendously change somebody's life and what you were saying before Mm -hmm. about like um talking expressing your no's and your yeses is so important the communication is the key to everything but what do we do instead we just withdraw it's like oh i feel shitty i better go to my cave so Mm -hmm. uh i i can i can definitely relate to you know wanting wanting to escape is what i'm hearing Mm. wanting to like you either want to go to your friend because you're so deeply hurt that you we're we're so programmed right from Hollywood you know the sex in the city has programmed us to like oh we need to have we need to talk to our girlfriends about this because we need that girl talk and we need that validation and then sometimes like you just need to be alone and just processing it and finding the answers within your intuition and that's what um, happens in meditation because you talk about like spirituality and actually one of our other guests, Orpheus Black, he gets um, his um, clients, they're tied up, but in a very meditative state. So mm-hmm. I'm not, so I really, I really believe if you actually go visit a dominant or you go to a dungeon, you can, and learning about how to be a submissive, you can learn a lot about using your words, especially mm-hmm. if you're someone who needs control, you need to escape. Why not? why not look at that? Why not examine what, what would that look like? What would that feel like for you to practice that mm. in a very intense setting? It's a very controlled setting, right, right? It's a very controlled setting where you get to practice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's so easy for us to like wanting to analyze everything. I'm an analyzer. When something's, <laughs> when something's messed up, I'm like looking at all the YouTube videos to explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't even need the answers you need someone to like literally put them um just sp- tie you up spank you blindfold you and rem- remind you that you're human that yeah. pain either it's like the the vampire gloves so warden barrel wheel like it's like one of my favorite tools i don't know if you know what a warden barrel wheel is oh no trying to, it's like a it has like pines and it has like it's like a wheel that turns mm-hmm. And right, it has like the little spikes around oh, it. Yes, yes, and yes. And it's, yes, it's like, it's like uh, steel. But yeah. when you, like for me, when I'm tied up, I'm like, 
I'm be, uh, the feeling is like a mixture between tickled pleasure and pain all at once. And so my whole body's like convulsing, but at the same time, I'm like, while I feel that I'm like a hard no, I'm just like, you know what? Let me try to see what my limit is. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. It's like, it helps you to get in your body and out of your head and really explore because uh, when you go inwards, when you feel you, you're present to your feelings and also like, let's say when you tied up, when you've been spanked and things like that, it helps you to explore what, what's inside, what triggers you, what, for example, Mm -hmm. to explore your limits, your, your like, and also explore your body. Mm-hmm. because so often we spend our day all in our head like flowing in life not actually being present to anything what's happening like doing it automatically on autopilot mm-hmm. so when you do practices that gets you in your body this is incredible and it can be pain or pleasure or orgasm or any sensation at all mm-hmm. And I'm just like really curious, like what was your favorite BDSM moment for you? My favorite BDSM moment. Oh, I have... <laughs> You're turning red, Eugenia. Look at that. With... And you can't really see her, but she's wearing red lipstick and I'm actually wearing purple lipstick. And I have a rule with all my lovers. If I have like a red lipstick, I said, do not kiss me. If you see me wearing red, do not kiss me. And they're like wanting to kiss me so bad. Mm. But it's like, it's a fun game. And every lipstick that I have always means a certain game. Um, But that's just me. If I'm wearing red, don't kiss me. (laughs) What if you were in purple? I don't have a game for that one yet. Um, I think it's... um, I have a kinky side. So if you guys see me wearing purple, you know, it's my kinky side. I'm also excited because, you know, this, this series is very near and dear to my heart. Mm. Um, because when I was a dominatrix and I'm going to be doing a whole episode on my own experience, mm-hmm. I, I was really fascinated with the movie, the secretary, and I was writing a whole paper about it in college. Mm-hmm. And I was I was actually not going through the pain in the movie. So in the movie, in case you don't know what the secretary is about, it's a movie about uh, a woman who she's actually kind of like she's a cutter. So she's cutting and she's she's also like left the psych ward. And then she eventually gets this office job with Earl Grey, you know, kind of like a Christian Grey, but completely different. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, he starts. um finding mistakes because she's like typing on the computer uh yeah. sorry type typewriter and she makes a, a a red mistake so he um ends up like spanking her at one scene this is like after several several uh, moments that he's working that she's working for him but there's a scene in the movie where this is like after they they discuss their their bdsm relationship she mm. is like on all fours and she's kind of like in the the horse position right i don't know if you know this part but she is in a horse position and he puts a saddle over her and he hands her a carrot yeah and i thought that was weird but i was like what if maybe one day i actually try that because i need to experience something outside of my human form 
Mm. And the, the, the interesting thing is when we dabble into these roles of like, maybe you want to be a dog, maybe you want to, you know, start barking like a cat. <laughs> sometimes we need to experience something weird, right? Like sometimes like I want to go out to the mountains and yell out as loud as I can possibly. And that's spiritual. And sometimes when you go into these different like dark spaces, whether it's a dungeon or it could be like a, a, a kitchen, you're exploring your, mm. your, the, the thing that you're not saying, right? What if by you barking or by you getting a saddle and having a carrot over your mouth, you're actually expressing your, your body is expressing, Hey, I want to feel weird today and just be okay that you're weird because we have 24 hours in a day. Let's use it. Let's be weird. And one of the things that I say is don't yuck everyone's yum. Like I personally, I'm not into golden showers. I personally am not into some weird stuff. I'm not into like seeing people with needles and, and, and blood Mm -hmm. because like there's, there's different fetishes in BDSM. And we're going to go deep into the series with those things like breath play and fire play. Mm -hmm. Um, But the first thing you have to understand is like, start discovering what kink satisfy you. It could just be blindfolds, try blindfolds Mm. for one day or try seeing like a different sensation. Try like word barrel wheel. Um, Mm. And, and I really feel like if you really listen to Eugenia, you're going to learn so much gold. Like I know you're going to do a webinar soon, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm doing a webinar on how to fall in love without being brokenhearted. Because again, uh, the amount of women I'm talking to, and men for that matter, who are just avoiding, avoiding of falling in love because immediately love associates with broken heart and pain, when actually love is such a beautiful emotion that we all have it. It's all given to us. And when we take care of ourselves, we absolutely can give like an open our heart. And every no is taking us closer to a yes, because every, every experience is a learning, whether it's a good one or a bad one. And when you learn how to flip this around and work in your favor, the, the life just changes. The life really, really changes. But this also comes with practice, like expressing your desires, expressing what you want. Because in the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all want mm-hmm. to feel love and connection. And what you're talking about, like uh, getting into dungeon, I feel that it's like exploring the dark corners of your soul Mm-hmm. that are tucked away there somewhere and it's like and you pretend that it's not there we all have a dark side to us we all have our shameful experiences we all have uh the things we've done that uh oh i hope that i haven't done it i wish that i haven't done it but you know what i have done it so many times and there are some things that i'm completely not proud of but hey, you know what? This is life. And how can I turn around some experiences where instead of feeling shame, I feel proud that I have experienced it. And next time if this happens, I know that actually my boundary is not to go there. My boundary mm-hmm. is not to do that. And yeah, the webinar basically gonna give you a little 
intro into how actually you can look after yourself so that you can keep your heart open and not closed because loneliness is one of the the most common diseases that is around and all diseases that are happening like they happening from loneliness people feel lonely even if they're in a relationship and my mission is to spread the love and create more love in the world mm -hmm. you have a lot of love and yeah i i'm really excited so what are some some things that people are gonna learn from your webinar well they definitely gonna learn about their own desires and how to express them they're gonna learn uh, eight steps on what is important in self-care and self-love and how to actually identify your desires because most of the time people you ask what do you like and you just are able to answer what you don't like so mm -hmm. so people the desires their own dreams are not available to them just because we've been conditioned is like stay in your range don't ask for too much don't want too much and when this happens you just forget mm -hmm. how to dream yeah absolutely actually so, something you said is like really on point <laughs> there i went to this play party and um, i was a little bit jealous of this girl and she was like i like my back of my neck massage i want five lovers to massage my body i want um i don't i don't like the the right side of my head a scratch too hard and she was very very specific right like i was just i don't know i was like i don't even know how that looks like for me but i there was a part of envy that i had i'm like you know what what if i actually do what she does and see how that fits right we see something and we become jealous because what if they actually know who they are and mm -hmm. just love that don't yuck right. someone's yum like if that's if they're being needy they're not they're not a needy bitch they just know what they like and trust yeah. that yeah if if i i actually don't trust clients in the past who don't know what they want like what do you want i don't know you you just do whatever you want hmm but what if i actually cross a boundary when i try something and mm -hmm. like you know i know i'm going off tangent but i i really am like digging this like in bdsm yeah, yeah. like there's so many different tools there's um crop there is four and barrel wheel there's vampire gloves and there's also cock and ball tor torture. There's also humiliation. There's like psych psychological um, things that people say, like you're you're, you're a dirty horror. Like, what if you don't like to be called certain things because it brings up a trauma from your childhood? Yeah, yeah. And and all of a sudden you're like, I actually don't like that. Well, you just said you want every you want everything. Don't say you want everything. Like yeah. if I go to a restaurant, I'm not gonna want everything on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to actually try this plat platter. Let me give it a test. And mm -hmm. hey, maybe you try it three times. Maybe you get food poisoning. Hey, don't ever try that again. The same thing happens with BDSM. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very happy that you're going to be doing this course. I'm very excited. Whoever signs up with your course mm -hmm. is going to like walk away with so much of their own self-love self and appreciation. And I Absolutely. do agree that loneliness is what drives people away from from mm -hmm. love by by isolating themselves and i feel like by actually embracing this course they're actually going to what if it's possible that they find the dream man of their lives yeah exactly yeah. how it would look like 
how yeah. it's like how would you feel like when you meet finally that somebody special that you really into and he's into you but it's mm -hmm. like it's all about creating this reality for yourself and i just want to highlight that it's possible for everybody everybody mm -hmm. but it's like most of the time we just don't feel that we deserve that mm -hmm. and i know that because that was my situation i did feel that i was an unworthy of love mm. and when when that changed for me well i have done a long long healing process and it's still not over right <laughs> it's still not over yeah um i i feel like bdsm will will accelerate that to be honest like certain oh. programs actually stealing fire by Stephen Kotler he talks about how you know kink or you know he has a whole chapter on that and even orgasmic meditation I think you mm -hmm. you took you just graduated from this course like you yeah. just keep learning and learning and learning and you're thinking and this is how you're going to have the the tools and the emotional intelligence to actually know what to do next right. but we're so stuck in like oh well I'm going to listen to it and watch something on Facebook and then I'm going to have the answers once you're there confronted with that person in that situation and they're right in front of you, you're, you're going to go through so much emotions. You're not going to know what to do, but you have to keep practicing what you just learned. And it's all about implementation. Mm. And so that's what you're going to get with Eugenia. So what's the name of your course? Uh, the name of my course is um, Magnetize Your Dream Man and Create the Love Life You Desire. Mm -hmm. So I do a webinar before that to give a little taster how it's going to look like for you to see actually if you're interested in or you can resonate with what, what I'm teaching, what I have to offer. And all of this is based on personal experience. It's all based on uh, what I had to heal for myself in order to create the love life I desire. So, um, yeah, it's an eight week program and every single week we are really going deep into your beliefs in your system and like, actually, what does it mean to you and your self-love, self-worth and how to actually create everything that is important to you. Because very often we, we are focusing on something like on a surface level and forgetting to go deep down inside of us. Mm -hmm. Because in our head, we might think it's like, oh yeah, I want a big house and I want a nice car and I want a beautiful husband. When actually what we want deep down inside, it's full acceptance, it's full understanding. Yeah, e and even as you're saying that, they're like, oh, I totally love myself. Like if I was watching this, like, yeah, I love myself. But no, the true test is, how how does that show up for you in your relationships, your friendships, your you know, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're a dead fish in the bedroom, you're gonna be a dead fish in life. Absolutely, absolutely. And how to bring aliveness and sense of internal safety to your life. Mm -hmm. Because I find that this is what is so important for us women. We have to feel safe and we have to want to fuck ourselves to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you just like yeah you just that was a crescendo of this <laughs> podcast um well thank you eugenia and how can how can people find you how can people connect with you to work with you um uh, people can find me on facebook and my page is core confidence with eugenia olenikova 
and uh, they can find me on uh, social media as LinkedIn also. And yeah, I would love to give my contacts and maybe I can send the link for the webinar um, that will be happening on a, on a continuous basis from now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, perfect. And is there any last comments that you want to share to the audience of Project Black, this kinky BDSM community where we embrace our dark side? Explore yourself and listen to your intuition. Just really hear the subtle voice of desire that is always with you because you know when it's talking to you. Uh, fear speaks so much louder, but desire, voice of desire is so much more subtle. Don't actually override it with anything else. Follow your desire, go and explore yourself and stay sexy no matter what. Ah, oh, beautiful. Thank you, Eugenia. Thank you. All right. And yeah, lots of love. Bye. Bye.